Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands and bless the name of the Lord? Amen and amen. We give you glory. We thank God for his grace. Where will we be without the grace of God? Paul said, I am what I am by his grace. And the songwriter said, it is grace that has brought me this far. And it is grace that is going to take me home. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Clap your hands again and give him glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Father, we are grateful to you. Thank you, Father, that your word is about to come forth. We pray for understanding. We pray for revelation. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will show us your glory and you reveal yourself unto us. In him was life and the life was the light of mankind. Thank you, Father, that the word of God as it comes forth today will cause us to receive light and receive direction for our lives. Thank you, Father, that we will never be the same. Thank you that we're going to be mightily blessed this day. We give you glory and honor. I commit myself into your hands. I ask that you will use me and show forth your grace and your mercies upon me. In Jesus' mighty name, and let everybody say amen. amen. Beautiful. Turn your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're reading from verse number 8. Hebrews chapter 11, and reading from verse number 8. And this morning, I want to continue the series I started. Well, was it a series? Anyway, it's more than one message, so it's trying to become a series. All right. So I started sharing with you about the risks of faith. Is that what you heard last week, Sunday? Yes. All right. And so this is the second part on the subject, the risks of faith. Hebrews 11, 8 to 10, New Living Translation. It says, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God will give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Now, I once read somewhere that the greatest risk in this life is not to take any risks at all. That's the greatest risk in this life. 
when you don't take any risk at all. In fact, somebody also said it is riskier not to take risks. Yeah. I think that one of the most painful things to experience in this life is to have regrets. To have regrets about your life. To have regrets about missed opportunities. To have regrets about things that you could have done differently. I think that it is really one of the saddest things that can happen to anybody. Where now you tell yourself that I wish I had taken a chance. I wish I tried it. I wish I tried this business. I wish I tried to preach. I wish I hadn't done this investment. So it is really a very sad thing when you have to live your life with a lot of regrets because things have not panned out the way you expected. May God deliver you from such a situation. May your life be a life of fulfillment, a life of accomplishment, and a life of achievement. Hallelujah. And you see, let me tell you this, my friends. You will never know how things will go if you don't try. If you don't try certain things in your life, you will never know how things will go. It is very easy for us to say that, what if it doesn't work? What if I fail? What if it doesn't go well? But you see, we have to learn instead of saying that, to rather say, what if it works? What if it goes well? What if I pass that exam? What if I start this business, it works out? What if I try to preach to somebody and the person receives it? What if it works when I put my money in this venture? So I'm getting you to think along a certain line, which is the line of having more of a positive mindset than a negative one, where you only see the negatives about anything, but you don't see anything positive. Can I have an amen from somebody? Write this statement down. Great things never come from comfort zones. Great things never come from comfort zones. What does it mean? What it means, my dear friends, is that if you decide to stay in your comfort zone, to stay in the place where you feel comfortable, without exploring new opportunities, without trying new things, without grasping, you know, opportunities, if you like, that come your way. Because it is easier to stay in your comfort zone. Why? Because in your comfort zone, you feel comfortable. You don't have to exert yourself. You don't have to, you know, go beyond certain things. That's what you find in your comfort zone. 
I'll tell you this, my, my friends. For me to decide to start a new ministry was a very, very difficult decision for me. I really struggled with it. I won't lie to you. It was very, very difficult. And the decision to actually start it was something that I battled with, with for a very long time. Because it's easier to stay in my comfort zone. I have never seen myself as a founder of anything. And all my life, I see myself more like somebody who helps from behind the scenes. I'll tell you that anything that you see me doing, that I am in the forefront of it, or that I am the one leading, it, it, it was not something that I went looking for. It found me. And I function most comfortably when I am behind the scenes and when I'm doing certain things. So for me to actually decide that I'm going to follow my conviction and follow the voice of God and start this ministry, I've had to actually come out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm out of that comfort zone is because I am convinced in my heart that this is what God wants me to do. And that many experiences that I've had, different things that I've been through, were all leading me to the point where I would do what I believe God has called me to do. Hallelujah. And in life, it is true. All those who have achieved great things in their lives, in whatever field you look at, you discover that for virtually all of them, they have had to come out of their comfort zones. In sports, in ministry, in politics, in business, name it. Name it. You discover that great achievers in this life have had to come out of their comfort zones. It's now up to you to decide whether you want to remain how you are and you want your life to be insignificant. It is up to you to decide whether you're going to stick with mediocrity which has to do with nothing great, nothing mega coming out of you or you would dare to trust God and have faith in him and believe that if you give your life to him and you trust him all the way through great things can come out of you i declare concerning your life that greatness will come out of you in the name of jesus you'll be counted amongst the greats and you'll be reckoned amongst the achievers of this life can i hear your loud amen, amen. hallelujah and so last week we studied the life of Abraham 
Father Abraham, as we call him, is very famous for the great faith that he had in God. And that is why he's often been referred to as the father of faith. He was somebody who had great faith in God. And last week I explained to you what faith really is. I said that faith is the confidence, the assurance, and the certainty that whatever you are hoping for will materialize. Amen. And it is also the conviction that what you haven't yet seen or experienced is real and that you already have it. Now, Abraham had this. And that is why he's called the father of faith. He really, really had that confidence and that assurance and that certainty and that conviction in his heart that God was going to do something great with him. That he was going to become great. That through him, all the peoples of this world were going to become blessed. He believed God and he had faith in him. But you see, the faith that Abraham had required that he took certain steps and certain actions because faith without works is dead. And many of the steps that he had to take had risks associated with them. He had to take some risks. I explained to you that a risk is a venture into something where there's a probability that things won't go well. That's what it means when we say that you are taking a risk. You are venturing into something and there's a probability that that thing will not work. A risk is like a hazard, an unavoidable danger or dangerous chance. You can also say that a risk is exposure to the chance of injury or loss. And all these things that I've said make us see risk in a negative perspective. But you see, there are positive attributes of risk. And there are different words that are used in place of risk that suggest that, after all, risk is not a negative thing. So instead of risk, you can use words like opportunity, possibility, adventure, bravery, defying danger, tackling, taking on, venturing. Hallelujah. And I'm saying to you again, my friends, that only people who are prepared to take risks make something great out of their lives. And in our work with God, if we claim that we believe in him, and if we claim that we have faith in him, then I am informing you categorically clearly that that faith that you have in him will need that you take certain steps. And some of those steps that you take, there will be risks associated with them. Hallelujah. And we look at some of the risks that Abraham took. We read that scripture. We also looked at Genesis chapter 12. Where he had a voice. God spoke to him. And he decided that because of that voice, he was going to leave his father's house. He was going to leave his family. He was going to leave his, 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 his environment, the environments that he was comfortable with. And was going to step into the unknown. It was a risk. And it was because of a voice that he decided to follow. Hallelujah. He left the people that he knew. He left family. He left friends. It was a risk. And when he was going to, he did not go alone. He carried his wife along. And carried his nephew, brother Lot, along with him. So you are taking your wife 
and your nephew and everybody in your house on an adventure all because of a voice that you have heard Ebe yo Abraham Ebe and not just that he everything that he had he pumped it into this adventure all his wealth and to think about the fact that he was 75 years old Olu where are you going old man you should be thinking about enjoying your pension benefits and sitting in front of your house reading graphic times spectator and chronicles and mirror they like that spectator and mirror 75 years old he decided that i'm going to try something new i'm going to believe god he took risks i didn't share that with you but one of the risks he took was to have sex at his old age he could have killed himself <laughs> when you are not young there are certain things that you must be very careful about hallelujah he was there when one day God spoke to him and said this was after God had given him a son and he said take your son I'm going to show you some mountain B. Today, I don't want goats. I don't want cow. I don't want sheep. I don't want turtle doves. I want to eat human flesh. Go and sacrifice your son for me. This was the son of promise. This was the child of promise. But he decided that I'm going to do it. And I tell you, if God hadn't stopped him, he would have sacrificed the boy. He was prepared to take that risk of seeing all his hopes and aspirations dashed because he had been told emphatically that the blessing was going to come through Isaac and not Ishmael. If he had been told to sacrifice Ishmael, it wouldn't have been too much of a problem because Ishmael, no, it was through a side check that he had him. Yeah, he had him. But Isaac, it was clear that Isaac was a child of promise and he took that risk. And God honored him because of the risk that he took. May honor come in your way and come in your direction because of the risk that you would take as a result of your faith in God. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. F. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Abraham, yam your batampa. Faun Jinu di no be amawo oyonyame oyonyame no ye Hebrews 12 Hebrews 6 verse 12 King James version please and I want you to read it with me Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 let's read it together ready go That's right Mm We should not be slothful. That means we shouldn't be lazy. But we should be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit their promises. Ladies and gentlemen, if we are going to do well and have blessed lives and ministries according to the promise or the promises of God, then we will have to follow faith people. That's, that, that's what the Bible is actually encouraging us to do. That we should be followers of them who through faith. That means we must follow faith people. The time has come for us 
to also step out in faith and dare to do certain things believing and trusting that the covenant keeping God who honored the men and the women of old who by faith took certain risks that same God as we step out in faith as we begin to do things in his name to his glory and to his honor he would also come through for us and his promises will be accomplished in our lives hallelujah there are risks that we will have to take if great things are going to come out of us let's take a look at different types of risks that we may be required to take different types of risks sometimes in life you would have to take a relationship risk or a marital risk it's an example of a risk that you may have to take it is a risk look i won't lie to you marriage has a lot of risks associated with it because somebody is laughing because you see you step into it with a lot of hope. But you don't know how it's going to play out. You don't know. Some start well. But they don't end so well. And there are times when you are deciding on the person to marry. It is like you are taking a major risk. Of course there are some foolish risks. I'll talk about that later. But I'm not talking about that type of risk. I know a certain sister many years ago. A young man came into her life. And this young man was some very tall guy, very skinny, very bony. He was so skinny that he didn't like to wear short sleeves. Because every time he had to wear long sleeves to cover the bones belly bones this guy had punk he wore glasses that looked like beer bottles thick glasses and he was so tall that his back was even hunched this young man came into the life of the sister and told her that I love you baby and I want to marry you can you believe that she decided that out of the different options that she had, it is this guy that she was going to follow? It was a risk. There were friends of hers who were annoyed with her for choosing this guy and not somebody else. But the risk paid off. I said the risk paid off. I said the risk paid off. I won't tell you who that sister is, but she knows herself very it paid off there are times when people come your way and propose to you when you look at the person ask yourself that hey <laughs> this guy <laughs> this guy i mean will it will it work as you look at this walking when he's in his lifestyle understand throwing his legs by heart just moving this guy what sort of future is there with him but sometimes he's the one you have to choose things 
things may look more settled for you if you rather go in for this guy who has a car, who has a house, who has a steady job, who drinks Smenov and Gordon Dry Gin and then whiskey and all these other things. You know, he travels all across the world. He doesn't go to church. But he says he's a believer. And it looks as if if you follow somebody like that, you'll have a very comfortable life. There he is on one side. Then on the other side is this skinny bone, younger person. He loves God. He's interested in God. He wants to go far with the things of God. It looks like a risk. And a risk it is. But it's a risk that can land you in a better place for your life. Rather than following what looks nice and easy. Because that's how we get into trouble sometimes. When we go in for what looks nice and easy. Yes. That, that, that's what everybody likes. We like the easy and the nice things. But I tell you, where marriage is concerned, sometimes you have to take a risk. Ministry risk is another example of a risk that you'll have to take. A risk that has to do with ministry. Like what, like what we are doing. <laughs> it's a risk. It will be far simpler maybe to just decide to just join some other church, some other ministry and then just try and make some one or two moves and all that, you know it may not come with certain challenges, certain issues certain persecutions, certain tribulations, certain, it may be better to flow in that way but here we are, we are taking a ministry risk and I'm not the only one who is taking that risk all of you have decided to follow me, you have stepped into the risk fully but I believe that it's a good risk that will pay off to the glory of the Lord. Shall I believe it? Yes. Family risk. Sometimes you have to take a risk. You have to make a move that will put your family at risk. Yeah. There are times when it's like there's an opportunity to travel out of the country. People win, for example, U.S. lotteries. And it means relocation. And some of the people who win these things, they have good jobs. Working in a good place. They, they earn reasonable incomes. But then they decide to follow the American dream. And it means evicting your entire family to go to the land of the free. Uh, the place where glass and baby and by the way it's not true it's not true don't believe some of these things when you see them I've been there before there are many places it's not everywhere that you have glass there are cities there in America you cannot have glass in Kwa like that people who live in cardboard houses sleep on the streets yeah. 
So you see, there are risks associated with everything. Look, there are people who have traveled, they have taken their whole entire families out and everything, and they've regretted it because it didn't pan out well. So sometimes there are risks that you have to take which involve your family. I mean, there are times you may get a job opportunity. That means that you have to relocate. You work with an international organization. For some reason, you can't take everybody along. You are there alone and your family is here. It is a risk. And it's a risk that is affecting the family. There are homes that break up. There are marriages that get destroyed. Just because certain opportunities came for somebody, he took those opportunities and it ended up affecting the family and ripping the family apart. So there are risks that will affect the family. Another example, business risk. Business risk. There are times when you want to set out into a certain line of business, you may have to take risks. A lot of businesses have risks associated with them. I know of a gentleman, I spoke to him not too long ago. So, he trained as an electrical technician. He had a shop, was selling a lot of electrical stuff and all of that. Then along the line, that business was not going so well. So then he moved into another business in the medical field, you know. Then along the line, there were certain challenges. There was a lot of competition in that area where they were. So he decided he was going to invest everything that he had into starting a hospital. And he was so convinced it was going to work. So he put everything that he had in it. I prayed with him. I went to dedicate the place. I poured oil. We believed God that great things were going to come. It was a risk. Today as I speak to you, that whole thing didn't work out. And now there's something else that he wants to try. There are risk factors associated with businesses. And that's why sometimes, it, it, that, that's why sometimes certain people just decide to stay where they are without jumping out into anything. But I'm saying to you again, that it is riskier not to take risks. And the greatest risk in this life is when you don't take any risk at all. So sometimes you'd have to take a business risk. A job risk. A job risk. You take a, you take a job and there are risks associated with it. I was talking to a daughter of mine. She called me and was asking my opinion. Because she was working in a particular bank and she had done very well there. She had done very, very well. And, and, and the bank really valued her. Now that's the first place she worked. And she had been at this bank for, I think, more than 10 years. Now, another bank wanted to poach her, wanted her to come and work for them. And she was going to do something similar to what she was doing in this previous bank. And she was worried. Should I or should I not? Why was she worried? Because there was a risk. As I spoke to her, we discussed the, the, the pros and the cons of the different places. And the merits of the different things. You see that in this particular bank, there's this, there's this, there's this. These are positive things. And then this other bank, you don't have this, you don't have this, but you have this and that. So as you are jumping for the thing, there are risks associated with it. 
At the end of the day, she decided to go and to step into this other job. And I prayed with her and told her, let's believe God that greater things are going to come up. Yes, it is a risk. But I believe that it will pay off. And in some years to come, she will look back and see where God has lifted her from. Because sometimes staying in one place for too long may become a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a sudden stagnation that comes your way. And, and you, you become so settled in your comfort zone. It doesn't even occur, occur to you that there are greater things ahead of you. Hallelujah. Financial risk. Sometimes in life, you'll be confronted with this. To take a certain decision to do with your finances, but there will be risk associated with it. Any investment that you go into, there are risks associated with it. There are people who have lost a lot of money because they decided to invest in certain banks. Yeah. There are risks like that. And that, I, I, I mean, nobody makes or goes into an investment expecting that it won't work. But the reality of the situation is that there are risks attached to every investment. I mean, we were here when we heard about all kinds of challenges in the, in the financial sector of our, of our country. And so many banks had to be closed down. And people lost a lot of money. You know. And not everybody is greedy. You may think that everybody who lost money during this uh, banking sector crisis was a greedy person. That's, that's not what it is. Now, all of us, you know, are greedy in a certain sense. But the reality of the situation, anywhere you go, anywhere you decide to put it, there are risks associated. It says that with some of the places, the risks are higher. That's how there are things we call Ponzi schemes. You know, where people set up institutions and want to get people to invest in those institutions. And what they do is that those who join later, they take their money to pay off their initial investors. So they give them fantastic returns. And the reason is to convince people that this is a, a credible something. So more and more people should join. That's what we call a Ponzi scheme. Not everything is a Ponzi scheme. But I'm explaining to you that investments, financial investments, they come with a lot of risk. And if you're not prepared to take certain risks, you may stay at a certain level all your life. Um, there are some people, their policy is that you know, I'll just stay there and everything. But I see, that's what I'm saying to you that you, you may actually get to a point in your life where you have a lot of regrets. Perhaps a lot of that will happen when we stand before God and you realize that there were great plans that He had for you. And was expecting you to launch out in faith and to take certain steps and to take certain risks that greatness was calling you greatness was beckoning to you but you rejected it you played it too safe and because of that what you could have been you never became believe 
God that great things will come out of you. I'm not talking about having a state of discontentment. You are never happy with it. It is possible to be a content person but still have aspirations. You are not angry with who you are or where you are in life but you still believe God for greater things and there's nothing wrong with that. Hallelujah. Life risk. Life risk. I'm talking to you about the risks of faith. We are supposed to be followers of them who through faith and patience have inherited promises. To follow them, we will also have to take certain risks. And sometimes there are life risks that you would have to take. Like a decision that you are taking that can affect your life forever. Personally, I, I took that decision when I decided to come into full-time ministry or to go into full-time ministry. It was a risk. It was a risk. Because at the time I took that decision, there wasn't much to see. I did not take that decision to come full-time after there had been some meetings and I'd been, it had been explained to me what I was going to be paid, what I was going to earn, certain benefits. There was nothing like that. I just took that risk. And when I was taking that risk, I told myself that God was going to take care of me. But at the back of my mind, I told myself that, Charlie, maybe there are certain things that I'll never see. There are certain blessings that I'll never enjoy. There are places that I'll never have an opportunity to travel to. It was a risk. But it's a risk that I don't regret. Never mind whatever has come my way. I believe it's been a great privilege and honor to give my life and to dedicate it in the service of the Lord. Hallelujah. Never mind what may have come my way, challenges, whatever. I still, I don't have any regrets. And if I have to do it again, I will. To give myself, my life and my everything in the service of the Lord. But sometimes when you have to take that step, you have a lot of risks. Amen. Medical risk. You see, I'm showing you examples of risks that you'd have to take in your life. I'm explaining something very important to you. That in your life, you will have to take certain risks. Because of the faith that you have. You have to take certain steps. You have to move into certain things. And you have to, and those things will come with a lot of risks. Medical risk. Decision. Should I have a CS? Should I go through normal delivery? What's, what's going to happen? Some months ago, you know. Uh, uh, a gentleman spoke to me about his wife and it was detected that the wife had a tumor in the brain. Now that thing was detected two years before this gentleman spoke to me and the doctors had been trying to convince her to go through surgery to have the tumor removed. But she didn't want to because she was scared. And what made it even wilder was the doctors explained to her that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But as the, the, the months rolled by, it became obvious that the tumor was disturbing her. It was affecting her. It affected her. So, I mean, it collapsed at the office one of the days and everything. And now, to do or not to do. It's a medical risk. But I prayed with her. And I told her, that let's go for the surgery that God is going to take care of you they went for it and God was gracious 
she's okay now and God came through for her but it was a risk they are going for a surgical procedure and they tell you it's 50 50 50 50 and the say a bit to me a bit to me say emfa it's not an easy thing hallelujah educational risk educational risk i know of people who were in school studying one thing and they decided that this thing sometimes after they've done it for two years three years then they decide that no it's not working for me i'm moving into something else it is a risk <laughs> it is a risk it is a risk to follow certain things follow certain professions and all of that you know sometimes you've come so far you you feel like Charlie, let me just stay where i am but deep inside you, you know that this thing that I have gone into, that's not really what I want to do. That's not really how I want to spend the rest of my life. What do you do? Because to move out of it, you have to take certain risks. You have to go back to school. You have to go through different things again. It is a risk. So these are examples of risks that you would have to take in this life. But let me warn you, my friends, that there is a time to take a risk. And there's a time not to take a risk. Because we are not expected to be foolhardy. To be foolhardy means that you, you, you are recklessly or thoughtlessly bold. <laughs> you don't think through things. You are reckless or you are foolishly rash. That's what it means to be foolhardy. And that's not what God is expecting us to do. What I'm sharing with you is not about foolhardiness. Where you are reckless, you don't think through things, you're taking fully, they say, that's not what I'm talking about. And whatever risk you are taking as a result of your faith, you need a lot of discernment. You need to think through things carefully. You need to analyze things carefully. You need to have a certain conviction in your heart that this is really what God wants you to do. You see, often in life, what happens is that we have our plans and we want God to fit into our plans. When the right order of things, the right arrangement of things is to rather fix ourselves into God's plan for our lives. He says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They are not thoughts of evil, but of peace to bring you to the expected end. That expected end is an end of blessing. It's an end of establishment. It's an end of prosperity. That is the end that God has designed for us. And we need to learn to fit ourselves into God's plans and into God's promises. But ladies and gentlemen, it will require taking risks. And that's why you need to know whether where you are going is in line with God's plan for your life. So, taking risk as a result of your faith is not about doing foolish things. That's not what I'm asking you to do. It's not that because you, 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 you heard me preach and I talked about marital risk and everything. You, any, anybody will come your way and say, Acha. I believe God. I believe God that everything is going to work out for me. I believe. Meanwhile, you know, you can see that this guy, it, it won't work out for you. It's a risk. In 2006, uh, 2006, somewhere, there was a story about a pastor, an African pastor. Unfortunately, these stories have to do with our people. But an African pastor who was preaching about faith and he told his church members that he believes that he has the faith that Jesus had. And if Jesus walked on water, he's also going to walk on water. He took his church members. Now, they say that it's a hoax. Some believe it's true. Some believe it's a hoax. But according to the story, he went to the beach with his church members. 
who were going to see their pastor walk on the, <laughs> on the water. And so they were giving him funds. We are D. Go for it. They started to do the, as they watched him go and sink and sink and sink and sink. And he died. Oh, yeah, he died. I'm not talking about doing foolish things. He died completely. Drowned. I've read of stories of people who entered into zoos where lions and things were. I don't know whether they thought they were called Daniel. Please. Lion, you have to really, really be sure that you have that kind of anointing before you go and play games with lions in their, in their cage. Yeah. In 1993 or the day about, I think, there was a gentleman in, he went to a zoo in Bronx in the United States of America. Then he went into the cage where the lions were. A kitty, kitty, kitty. Later on, they found out that his head wasn't well. There. There are certain risks that you don't take. So you read, the Bible says in, in Mark uh, 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 16, verse 18, that you take hold of serpents. And when you drink, the deadly things it shall not harm you so you have seen a snake moving around it's like the hand of the lord is upon the promises of god are yea and amen i believe with all my heart then go to the snake and say he's he's come because of that you are eating by heart you are drinking by heart so that if i eat any deadly thing it shall not there's an interesting story in Acts chapter 19 of some seven young men. They were the sons of a guy called Skiva. Skiva was a, a religious leader, a Jew. Now, these guys, they saw Paul, the great things that God was doing through him, such that handkerchiefs and aprons were taken from his body, were laid on the sick, they recovered, those who were possessed with evil spirits were delivered. So day to day, organized. Then as they come, he said, In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, out! One of the guys they were dealing with, they said, Paul, Jesus, we know. Or we know. By you. Where are you from? Look, the, the demons in the guy beat them, eh? Tore off all their clothes. And in his sons of skiva, they assembled. Assembled, assembled, sons of skiva, they assembled. Eh, they beat them, but it was not easy for them. Mercy. So when I talk about the risk of faith, I'm not talking about foolhardiness or just jumping into things thoughtlessly. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Because there are guidelines that you must follow. Number one, you must be guided by the word of God. Whatever risk you are taking as a result of your faith, you must be guided by the word of God. And you must learn to rightly divide God's word. Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105. 
Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So let the word of God guide you. If you are confronted by certain decisions that have risks associated with them, let the word of God guide you. Let the word of God guide you. Number two. So these are guidelines for taking risks. You must be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. I believe I'm speaking to Christians and believers. I'm not speaking to the whole world at large. I'm talking about the children of God. And if you want to take certain risks or you find yourself at a place in your life where you need to take certain risks, you must be guided by the Holy Spirit. You must be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16 verse 13. John 16 13. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, New Living Translation, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard, and he will tell you about the future. One of the roles, one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to lead us and to guide us. Decisions that we have to take, moves that we have to make. It's one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit has been given to us. It is one of the reasons why Jesus explained that he had to go for the Holy Spirit to come. Because he realized that without the guidance and the direction of the Holy Spirit, we, 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 we will miss it. And it's not going to be easy for us. Because we see impact. We don't know what lies ahead. But when the Holy Spirit is with you, and you are in constant communion with him. That's why when we're sharing the grace, we talk about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship or communion with the Holy Spirit. When we learn to commune with him, when we allow him to, to, to speak into our lives, if we hand over our lives to him and allow him to lead and guide us, he will show us which way to go. And you will lead us into things that will cause us to have a good future at the end of the day. So when you have to take risks according to your faith, one of the major guidelines that you must operate by is being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. The third one, you must pray about all risk moves. Pray about it. Any major move that you have to make, you must pray about it. And when you are praying about it, you must look for peace within you must have peace inside of you. So you got to pray about all risk moves and you must look for peace within. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7, King James. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. By what? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be known unto god so you must pray about anything any move things that call that, that, that make you apprehensive things that you are anxious about decisions moves that you need to make you need to pray about them you don't just take the risks you just don't jump into it you just don't take a leap into the unknown you got to pray about it. And as you're praying about it, allow the peace of God. Look at the rest of the scripture. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So as you pray about things, 
Look for peace inside. Peace in your heart. Because peace must be like a referee to guide you in every move that you are making. When it blows, it means that it's okay to go. When it blows, it means that stop, don't go again. Colossians 3.15, New Living Translation. Colossians 3, chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Look at the first part again. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. So you have to learn to follow that inner witness. That inner witness of peace. I want to marry. I want to invest in something. I want to take a major decision for my life. There are risks associated with it. But do I have peace in my heart about it? When I pray about it, do I have peace in my heart? Before I decided that I was going to start this new ministry, I had to spend quite a lot of time praying. Yeah. I didn't just jump into it. I had to go away. Prayer, fasting. So those of you who came later, we had to do some 21 day fasting and prayer. Daniel type. We were only eating grass and fruits. It was not easy. There was a point where I told myself, say, yeah, why am I ashamed here? But we went through it because I realized that Charlie, this thing can't just jump into it. We need to pray about it. And it was only when I had a certain peace in my heart that I decided that we we're going to do this. Hallelujah. So risk, yes. Risk associated with faith. Yes, we will have to take certain risks in our lives. But there are guidelines. You just don't jump into things. Let me give you this assurance, my friends. That once you allow these guidelines to lead you, then you can rest assured that God will take care of you. He has promised us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Isaiah 43 verse 2. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. So as you take these steps of faith, Risky they may be, but I want you to believe that God will take care of you. And I want you to believe that God will be with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13 verse 5 to 6. So that we can boldly say that the Lord is my helper and I will not be afraid what anyone can do to me. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, I've just shared with you the second part of our message, the risk of faith. There's one more part and next week, Sunday, I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to share with you lessons about the risks of faith. There are 10 of those lessons and I'm going to run them for you and I'm going to share them with you and I believe that God is going to bless us. But I understand this as we close that your faith in God will lead you on a certain path and on that path, you will have to take certain risks. Because if you don't take those risks, nothing great will come out of you. And as you allow the word of God, the spirit of God, as you pray about things, as you do all of that, God will guide you. 
God will direct you and God will grant you good success at the end of the day. May your faith pay off. May every risk that you take because of your conviction about God, may it pay off for you. And may your life become greatly blessed. May God get you from where you are currently to a better place. Anything that is a source of pain, a source of sorrow, a source of worry for you, may God lead you to take the rest that must be taken in order to bring you out of those situations. Don't accept that how things are, are how things must remain for you. There are greater things, there are higher things, there are better things that God has in store for you. And as you step out in faith, as you act on your faith, as you take the risk that you must take, may God glorify himself in your life and may your life become greatly blessed in Jesus mighty name and let everybody say amen, amen. clap your hands and give him praise every head bowed and every eye closed God bless you for joining today's meeting today's broadcast and sorry once again about all the challenges, but maybe somebody invited you to watch and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You are not born again. You are not saved. I want to pray with you. The best decision that you can take for your life is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I want to pray for you. It's a prayer of faith. You may be wondering that if I give my heart to Jesus, am I not risking a lot of things? Will he not take away my joy? Will he not take away my liberties? Look, it's a great thing to serve the Lord. And he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus does not come into our lives to mess our lives up, but to bless us and to give us fulfillment. I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, close your eyes and say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Today, I open my heart to Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. For the rest of my life, I will follow him. I will serve him. I'll be your child. You'll be my Lord. You'll be my God. Oh God, Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. I am saved in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.